Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hey there, it's Matt Harrison. It's the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's already week four of the NFL season. It's time to get ready for your waiver wire. It's Tuesday. That means we do the waiver wire podcast here at the Shock Fantasy Podcast where we go through all of the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends that you should pick up, throw on your roster, maybe on your bench a little bit uh, just to see, wait and see, that kind of thing. But we always start with the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. You suck, you jackass. All right, so let's start with Mac Jones, who has kind of sucked this year. 
Uh, he had an ankle sprain in the last play of the game. It looks like he may miss at least this week's game in Green Bay, if not some more. Keep an eye on that one. Tua Tagovailoa definitely did not have a concussion. No, not at all. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Jameis Winston still dealing with a back injury. Justin Air Bear played through the rib injury he's been dealing with uh, since last week, but he did so very poorly against the Jaguars this weekend. Uh, Joe Mixon, his ankle was tweaked in week three. Keep an eye on this one since he plays on Thursday night, and we'll talk a little bit more about his replacement in a minute. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he has a shoulder injury to a shoulder that's seen a varied injury history, and he's a Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time start in London. We should know more about Dalvin if he travels with the team to London on Friday, but keep an eye on that one. Uh, His counterpart in the game that he played on week Three against the Lions. That was DeAndre Swift. Swift got a shoulder injury as well, which they said won't need surgery, but he probably misses at least a few weeks here. Another NFC North running back injury, David Montgomery. They're not sure if he had a high ankle sprain or an MCL injury. Yes, that's what I'm getting from all of my research online. I guess your knee bone is connected to your ankle bone, though, and they say David Montgomery is day-to-day. Amon Ross St. Brown had an ankle injury near the end of the game in Minnesota. Tests on the ankle have come back encouraging, so that's a good thing for St. Brown, who's been awesome this year. Michael Thomas has a toe injury that will be evaluated this week, and his teammate Jarvis Landry is dealing with an ankle sprain or a foot injury, depending on who you talk to. This is starting to sound like NHL lower body injury kind of designations. Both Thomas and Landry also play in that early Super London game on Sunday morning. So unless you're setting an alarm to get up before that game, you probably have to leave them out of your starting lineup for now. Jacoby Myers uh, missed week three with a knee injury with Mac Jones out. They may elect to rest him another week against Green Bay. Sterling Shepard tore his ACL on Monday night, basically just jogging down the field at MetLife Stadium. There was no contact on him at all. Slow jog, grabbed his knee, season over. Maybe career over for Sterling Shepard. What a terrible way to go out. He was having a great game before that. Hunter Renfro missed week three with a concussion. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones both missed week three with hamstring and knee injuries, respectively. But Mike Evans returns this week to the Tampa lineup from suspension. A.J. Green got hurt, too, and that paves the way for more Dorch this week. A couple non-fantasy injuries that are notable, though. Uh, Rashawn Slater, the Chargers' left tackle, suffered a ruptured biceps tendon. He's done for the year. That's really bad for the Chargers' offense. And Trent Williams, the 49ers left tackle, looks like he's going to miss four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. All right, now let's start with the guys that you can pick up or not pick up. I'm going to start with this position, though. Quarterback. Ah, Brian Hoye. He's 2% rostered right now. He's going to get a start for the Patriots. We're not 100% sure if he gets to finish, though. With Bailey Zappy waiting in the wings. Who knows? It might be Zappy zapping his way down the field. Zapparoo. Either way, it's a terrible matchup against the Packers this week unless you are absolutely stuck playing Mac Jones in a 24-team league. You do not need to pick up Brian Hoyer. Zach Wilson comes back from injury this week. 
Uh, he's 85% rostered. And this is just kind of a, a heat check on your league. Uh, he's 85% owned on Sleeper, but there's a bunch of Dynasty leagues in there, and he might be more available in your league. Unfortunately, it's not a good lineup of defenses coming up for the Jets. They get Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then a Week 10 bye. And I don't think he's going to be startable in any of those games. Maybe Miami. If you own Zach Wilson, it might be worth moving on from him right now in the hopes and dreams that he comes back and kicks ass and that you know he's brand new again. This might be the best time to move him. Moving on. Running back. It's actually a kind of an interesting running back week. We're going to start with Jamal Williams, who's 91% rostered, but go have a look. And then we're going to talk about Craig Reynolds, also on the Lions, who's 9% rostered. DeAndre Swift looks like he's going to miss a few weeks, and Detroit has never really featured Swift as a bell cow back. Williams has always been involved, especially in the red zone, where I believe he still leads the league in running back red zone touches this year. Reynolds is the guy that might be available, though, for you. Uh, He got seven touches last week while filling in for Swift, I guess, in the second running back role. This week, the Lions get Seattle, who is allowing 170 combo yards per game to the running back position. That's the second most in the league. Williams easily deserves 25% of your fab if he's available in your league. Reynolds is startable this week if you're in a pinch. Probably worth a 6% bid if you need some help at the running back position. Alexander Madison is 94% rostered. That's not surprisable. Kane Wongwu is 25% rostered. Dalvin looks like he could miss at least one week, if not more, with the shoulder injury. Madison is obvious uh, to pick up if he's available. Uh, he's worth a 15% bid there. Wong Wu is a guy that should factor in if the Vikings want to play ball control against the Saints in London this week. The Saints are allowing the ninth most rushing yards to the position on the season, and it's a good defense outside of that. The run is the best way to beat them. Wong Wu has less of a chance to play than Craig Reynolds does, so just a 4% bid on Wong Wu. Khalil Ground Bear is 91% rostered, and I think Sleeper must run crazy fab bids during the Sunday games, like like the Old West. Anybody can pick up anybody anytime. I didn't think Herbert would be owned at this clip, so check your leagues to see where he's at. The Bears don't pass the ball at all. The three fewest passing attempt games on the season for teams were all Justin Fields and the Bears throughout the first three weeks. That's no longer a rain thing. They're not having fields pass the ball. If Montgomery misses any time, Herbert is in line for maybe 30 touches this week. Seriously. And he did all right last week with a workload like that against Houston. A similarly suspect defense in the Giants is the opponent this week with the Vikings and the Commanders next on the docket. Those are both okay matchups, too. It would not shock me if Herbert just took this job for the rest of the season. Ground Bear demands 30% if you want Khalil Herbert. Samaje Pirine is 55% rostered. He had 61 total yards and scored last week. And we're looking at a possibly injured Joe Mixon on a Thursday night short week. That's a recipe for some single-game success. Perrine is uh, very involved in the passing game as well, and the Dolphins are allowing seven receptions per game to opposing running backs. That's the third most in the league so far this year. Perrine could be a great fill-in for the Swift, Mixon, Cook, or Montgomery owner this week, and it really won't cost you nearly as much, just 12% on Samaje Perrine. Moving on to the 
wide, wide receivers. Uh, I'm starting with Richie James at 43% rostered and a tip of the cap to Brian Johnson, who called Richie Rich James as his take a chance on me wide receiver last week. Not because Richie James overwhelmed the Cowboys and had this great night or anything, but maybe his former Giants fanness of Brian Johnson had him see some sort of injury coming to Sterling Shepard. Maybe he knew about the turf at MetLife Stadium. And Kenny Galladay, he's completely embarrassing. And Wandale Robinson is never healthy. And Kadarius Toney is completely invisible. So Richie James may be the number one wide receiver in New York. I'd only drop 5% on James since Danny Dimes is still his quarterback and more apt to run than pass. But you could get the top target getter on the New York Giants outside of Saquon Barkley probably. Mac Hollins is going to be a hot pickup this week. He's 17% rostered. Now, granted, Tennessee's pass defense isn't very good. That's who he played last week. But no one expected Hollins to go for eight catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown against them. Oh, and by the way, he added a four-yard pass in there to boot. Hunter Renfro is expected to return from concussion this week, but Hollins could still be in the mix as the Raiders are about one loss away from going full YOLO on this whole season. I'd throw about 4% on Hollins, which probably won't get him in most leagues. That's a little less than most people would probably expect here. But Denver is the opponent this week, and they're the top wide receiver defense in the league. And I'd kind of like to see it play out with Adams, Renfro, and Hollins on the field together against a good defense. The chances are somebody's going to spend 10, 11, 12% on Hollins this week. He's going to do nothing against Denver. He'll be back on the waiver wire next week, and you can pick him up for a buck. Two more wide receivers, and this one is uh, Greg Dortch. Greg Dortch is 75% rostered. Dortch had another good week. Eight catches, 90 yards, and A.J. Green looks like he's going to miss some time with injury. Rondale Moore is still not back. DeAndre Hopkins is a few weeks away from suspension here. So Dortch has a clear path to be the number two wide receiver in Arizona for at least two to three more weeks. Carolina this week, Philly next week, and Seattle the week after that are not incredibly scary. So Dortch could get some starting grades in there. If he's available in your league, throw down 8% on Dortch. Romeo Dobbs is 92% rostered on Sleeper. Uh, Briefly, it sounds like Dobbs is going to be taking most of the perimeter snaps for the next few weeks opposite Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Christian Watson are both dealing with injury right now, and Dobbs has looked good so far, including eight catches, 73 yards, and a score last week. Maybe he's Aaron Rodgers' new best friend. Who knows? And if he's available, grab him for 10% because I actually like him quite a bit. Moving on to the last position, which is... Tight end. Uh, Two guys we kind of mentioned last week. Uh, Tyler Conklin is the first one who's 70% rostered. We highlighted him, uh, and he showed up again for the Jets in Week 3. Another eight catches and 84 yards for Conky2000. Ready to assist you, P-P-P-P-P-Wee. Problem is, Zach Wilson is returning this week, we think, and we don't know if Conklin has the same vibe with, with Wilson as he did with Flacco. The good news is Miami, Denver, and New England have all been bottom 10 defenses against the tight end so far this season, and they're up in three of the next five games. So we will quickly see if this is for real. This time I feel it. I'm coming clean. Just don't let go. 
I said from the start that you could take it or leave it. I prefer that you keep it. Don't let go. Don't let go. So go get Conklin for like 5%. Sorry, I went into Motion City soundtrack there. David Njoku is 84% rostered. The minute you leave Njoku for dead, he goes for nine catches, 89 yards, and a score. That's been the tale of David Njoku throughout his career. He's pickupable and startable this week against the Falcons, who are the second easiest team in the league against the tight end position at around six catches and 74 yards per game. So pick him up for like 9% and then go ahead and start him and then watch him hilariously do nothing this week. And then you'll drop him and then he'll kill it next week against the Chargers. That's just how it goes with David and Joku. You're playing with fire if you're playing with David and Joku. So if you're going to pick him up, leave him in your lineup because he's going to have good games and he's going to have horrible games. And you don't know when they're going to come because they never make sense for David and Joku. That's it. That's the podcast for the day. I'd like to thank all of you guys for listening, uh, rating, reviewing the Shock Fantasy podcast and uh, follow Shock Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, And we will be back either Wednesday night or Thursday morning with the Thursday night football preview. Uh, All you need to know about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. That should be a pretty cool game there. So uh, very excited about that one. And of course, Fantasy Football Weekly this Friday uh, afternoon is when that podcast will come out. I believe we will have Colin McCockney joining the show this week. Very excited to hear Colin's takes on the Vikings and Saints live from Foggy London. We'll catch up with you next time on the Shock Fantasy Podcast.